I'm David Oaks. Welcome to the Visionary Fundraising Podcast. Glad you tuned in. Today we're talking one more time about how the truth will set you free, but first, it'll probably make you miserable. One last bias, status quo. Glad you're here. Rumpelstiltskin is a German fairy tale collected by the Brothers Grimm. It tells the story of a miller's daughter who is forced to spin straw into gold by the king on pain of death. You do it or I'll kill you. A mysterious imp-like creature named Rumpelstiltskin appears and he makes a deal with her. I, he says, I will spin your straw into gold. You just have to give me your firstborn child when it comes, and I'll give you one way to get out of it. You have to find out and state and call me by my name. No one knows my name. If you can call me by name when I return to pick up the child, then this deal is off. The daughter agrees. Rumpelstiltskin spins the straw into gold. After the miller's daughter becomes queen and has a baby, Rumpelstiltskin returns to claim the child. However, the queen has sent messengers throughout the kingdom to find out this little imp's name, and eventually one of them overhears Rumpelstiltskin singing a song that reveals his name. When the queen confronts Rumpelstiltskin with his name, he becomes so enraged that he tears himself in two. What is the moral of this story? Wow. The moral of the story has to do with naming the things that we're struggling with and how it becomes a powerful tool for understanding understanding coping with and overcoming that challenge. When we put a name to our struggle, we're better able to identify and articulate what we're going through. It helps us to feel less alone and we can be more, we'll feel more connected to others who may be going through the same situation that we have named. Naming that struggle Naming the problem, it can help us to gain a sense of control over it. It's empowering to give a name to something that's been causing us pain or difficulty. It allows us to frame it in a way that makes sense not only to us, we can even tell others and they begin to understand us because we've named it. Naming our struggles helps us to separate ourselves from them. It can be easy to become so wrapped up in our struggle that we just begin to identify and we say, well, that's just how I am. But when we name that problem as a struggle, we name it as a problem, not as a part of ourselves. We name our struggle. We create a degree of distance between ourselves and our challenge, and it helps us to approach it more objectively, not as something that's a part of us, but something that is a not a part of us that we believe we're called to overcome. So we're talking about how the truth 
will make you free, but first it'll make you miserable. The truth will make you free. That is adapted from a quote by the most oft-quoted communicator in history, Jesus. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. And as I've said on a couple of shows now, I think the key part of that little saying is, you will know the truth. When you have assimilated the truth, it has the power to make you free. But when the truth comes to us, often the feedback we need to hear, it comes to us and it's, it makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel miserable. And instead of embracing it and knowing it, we reject it and we don't become free, as Jesus said. Wow. Wow. So I want to talk about one more bias that we all have Some of us, this bias lives uh, stronger in than others. This bias lives in leaders. This bias lives strong in some organization. And it's called the status quo bias. You can Google it, look it up, become an expert in it. The more you understand about it, the less likely you are to allow it to control you because you are now identifying it, you're giving it a name, and you're saying it's a bias that you will not. You refuse to be controlled by it. A status quo bias occurs when our brains would prefer that things stay the same. Hello, somebody, give me a witness. We all live with that, right? Some of us more than others. We're wired to stay safe, which means not taking risks or taking little to no risk. We're wired to want to keep things the same. This happens even when the cost to change is small and the benefit can be high. OMG, a status quo bias will keep you small. It will keep you underfunded. It will keep you doing your fundraising the way it's always been done. And you will not allow for, you won't even entertain the idea that maybe there's an, a better and easier way to do it. Wow. Status quo bias. When we are confronted, we are faced with new information. There is something in us that wants to keep things the same. When we identify that this is an issue inside of us, and I have it in me, you have it in you. Some of us, it's stronger in than others because we've not identified it as a problem. But if this is strong in you, and if it's strong in your organization, I'd say, uh, Rumpelstiltskin is going to take your baby. It's going to take the success that you're destined to, to and for unless you can name it, distance yourself from it, and then rip it in two like Rumpelstiltskins did. Sticking with a, a fundraising philosophy that doesn't work is foolish when you're doing that for no better reason than This is just the way things are, and I don't like change. When you will not invest in change, when you won't invest in a coach to help you to begin to think differently, when you won't invest in technology to help you to automate and streamline your processes, when you will not um, change your mindset from because of that 
that bias inside that says, I don't want to change. I don't want to change. I don't want to change. It becomes a problem that will take your baby from you. And you may be a queen. You may be destined for greatness. But if you can't name that thing, it will take your baby. And you'll never rise up to live the destiny that you were put here on this earth to do. Wow. Status quo bias. Is that an issue for you? As I've said, for all of these biases, the frequent illusion bias, the confirmation bias, the negativity bias, the only way to overcome these things is for you to hear what you need to hear. That's going to come from feedback. That's going to come from a coach. That's going to come from a program that you pay for. That's going to come from you getting the training that you need and you hearing. You're going to know the truth. Remember the, the saying, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free. So you have to assimilate the truth that you need to hear. Truth does not set everybody free. I'm sorry, but the, the what we all need, uh, goodness, the information, the teaching, the coaching, the knowledge for what the whole world needs to just explode into amazing success, it's there. The majority of us, we can't hear it because of our bias. So here's the point of my last four shows, and that is... If you have a status quo bias, if it's strong in you, if you just, if it's hard for you to consider things not staying the same, you just work hard to keep things the same, you got a problem. You need to name it and distance yourself from it. If you have a frequent illusion bias or confirmation bias where your brain actively seeks information that supports what you believe and it actively ignores everything that doesn't support it. If you got a negativity bias where you just cannot handle anything that's negative. Name it, put some space between you and it, and then you get to keep your baby and Rumpelstiltskin gets torn in two. I'm glad you tuned in today. I hope that was a good nugget for you. Hey, don't forget who you are, and don't forget on the second and fourth Tuesday, I'm giving a free class if you're in the faith community, uh, Faith to Ask. We're just looking at how the ancient text teach fundraising as noble and honorable. So tune in if you get to. God bless you.